we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the dim. It go down. It go down in the dim. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's talk finances for the province. Yesterday, uh, Katrina Conroy was on the program. She's our finance minister, and she provided a quarterly update. And, uh, you know, when you look at the big number, uh, you're seeing a $14 million deficit over three years, uh, 6.7% uh, uh, for 2023-2024. It's the earlier part of the year right now, so things can change. But, of course, we learned that uh, natural gas prices uh, were down significantly, a billion dollar charge on wildfires as well. I also asked her about whether or not she would uh, consider a raising taxes or tightening uh, the provincial belt uh, collectively so we can uh, pay for some of this or have to pay for some of this. Take a listen to what the uh, finance minister had to say. People are in BC are facing big challenges and, and the record wildfire season has been significant and uh, so we thought that uh, it might be a bit higher, so we had, had anticipated that. What we didn't anticipate was the um, lower natural gas uh, prices and revenues going down so substantially. And I, actually, even the private forecasters didn't, uh, didn't forecast that either. They, everybody thought that it was going to go down a bit, but not. I mean, the prices fell more than 50% since, since the budget. I mean, I'm feeling uh, fairly, like I'm cautiously optimistic that uh, we will continue to have a good, strong economy because of, of our, our past practices and how we're moving forward. That was Finance Minister Katrina Conroy on this show yesterday. Joining us now to talk a little bit about the first quarterly update uh, is Ken Peacock. He's a chief economist for the Business Council of British Columbia. BCBC remains deeply concerned about the expected economic slowdown. Ken, thank you for joining us. You're very welcome. Good to be with you. Yeah, uh, when I was looking through the numbers yesterday, and yes, we had the finance minister talking about uh, you know the, the the deficit, and there is a five and a half billion dollar contingency uh, built in. But what concerned me was actually the one point five percent growth being downgraded to zero point eight percent, which tells me that we're not really going very far very quickly in the next year or so. Yeah, you, you put your finger on precisely what got our attention as, as well, Jeff. Um, it, it's, a, it's a little surprising to see the deficit jump that much. There are some unusual circumstances, but uh, that is exactly what jumped out uh, when we went through this update was the slowdown 
in economic growth that is is now anticipated in 2024. So, you know, what happened was they actually upgraded uh, the growth outlook for, for this year in 2023. But then when we look out to 2024, things slow down quite dramatically. Um, and and as a result, uh, another deficit is projected. Well, that was the case with the budget as too, but another deficit projected next year and the year after. So w- what's happened is last year the government uh, had all this windfall revenue and they baked that into the budget and then have budgeted from that elevated uh, elevated spot last year. So we've kind of got ourselves in a situation here in BC where we're, we're in a sort of a structural deficit situation, and it's going to be challenging to get out of. So in, in this case, the response should be uh, uh, tighten the belt. Uh, that means holding off on spending, perhaps uh, finding savings, perhaps cutting back, uh, or uh, even, let's say, raising taxes, which I, I'm sure nobody on this uh, and listening to this show wants to hear at this particular point. But, I mean, is it a question where government should be looking at tightening its belt? Yeah, this is exactly the, exactly the difficulty, Jazzy. Uh, it would not be wise, I wouldn't think, to contemplate raising taxes at this point. Part of the difficulty BC faces is we are, you know, we we have become less competitive over time. Uh, it is difficult to attract capital investment into the province. And just to circle back to the, the slow growth that you identified a moment ago, uh, 0.8% and, and a similarly kind of soft number this year. When you look at that economic growth and, and then look at population growth, which is much larger, uh, you know, population growing at 2.5% or something like that, you just found out, in fact, it's a little larger, closer to 3 mm-hmm. uh, What you're getting is decline in, in real per capita incomes, real per capita GDP, uh, and, and, and this is what is especially worrisome. So the, the uh, update that we saw yesterday expects two years uh, of declining per capita income in this province. 2% declines back-to-back. These are sizable. Uh, you usually only get a, a per capita GDP contraction in a recession, and it's very uncommon to see two consecutive years. So when I take those, you know, 2% decline and another 2% decline, that kind of puts prosperity next year back to where we were in 2017-2018, Jazz. So the, these are meaningful declines, uh, and t- what this suggest to me is is it's now time to really focus on the economy getting some more large projects underway uh stimulating investment and uh, attracting activity into bc uh that is that is the sort of top priority now now one of the other issues uh, sort of beyond this fiscal year is our carbon tax uh, we led the world uh, in regards to introducing the carbon tax and many would argue uh and now we're accelerating that not just here but across the country it is significant and so i think part of the conversation i think when you look at is it the right thing to do you put a price on carbon we have challenges with uh, climate change and this is addresses some of it but i'm not sure if it changes behavior what i know it does is hitting a lot of folks really hard when it comes to the pocketbook not just consumers but the impact it's going to it is having on our industries whether it be forestry mining many others um, i know you look at a variety of sectors in this this uh, this economy can you give me a sense of what you're seeing what you're hearing what the numbers tell you when it comes to an increasing carbon tax and its impact on the economy yeah this this is a, a particular an area of particular concern uh, and that's because the carbon tax is now rising by $15 each year uh, it's up at $65 now and it's 
slated to continue to go higher. And just given BC's circumstance that we already have clean electricity, most of our electricity is produced by hydro, uh, there's not a lot, lot of opportunity for, for low-cost emission reductions. Um, there's not, not a lot of low-hanging fruit in BC. So the carbon tax is going to bite hard uh, as it rises, and it's going to make it more and more difficult for large capital investment in the province. And in fact, as the government itself has some some modeling results trying to get a handle on exactly what the economic impact is going to be. And they did these projections out to 2030, mm-hmm. um, which is a little bit beyond the, the time horizon we're talking about. But the, uh, the projections that the government did are, are very concerning. They, they show a substantial impact on the economy, making it smaller than it, than it would be in the absence of a carbon tax. And uh, the, the damage or the, the negative economic impact is very, very much focused uh, in the resource sector, uh, natural gas production, forestry, and mining, and there's huge spin-off benefits from these sectors. So this is something that uh, the government is going to have to turn its attention to and and look to ways to kind of reduce that damage that is currently anticipated. So this is the good government's own numbers telling them that the the carbon tax is having a negative impact on the economy, but they're still keeping that policy for now. For now, yes, yes, yes. uh, Yes, because at the same time, what's going on here is uh, there's these greenhouse gas emission targets for 2030. So uh, trying to reach those targets uh, is going to require some carbon pricing and some other policies. But the question is, uh, you know, how, how much investment uh, do, you, do, do you chase out or deter from coming into the province? And uh, how many operations are going to close down as a result of not being financially viable? There are also some some uh, some banks and some investment houses that are taking a look at this kind of on an industry-specific basis, and, and they're finding that it's going to be very problematic for mining projects and other large projects to to advance here in BC once we get the carbon price up and once some of these other policies like caps on emissions come into place. Ken, uh, thank you for your time. Look forward to chatting with you again. I, uh, I know it's a huge issue, and I do want to get you in studio, and we can talk a little bit more on the carbon tax because it's one of those stories. Well, you know, people may complain about it uh, now. They don't. I don't think see the broader impact on the economy uh, as we get closer to twenty thirty. I think it's a really important issue. Ken, thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you, Justin.